Welcome to the Social Witnessing Podcast, observing the world from a nice, safe distance. All right, episode three of Social Witnessing, and today our guest is us. Nobody. Nobody. It's because nobody's in the mood to talk right now. Yeah, across the board, nobody wants to talk. Nobody wants to talk about how things are going, so I think for a lot of people, it is not going well. Yeah, everybody's struggling and just trying to get through without really putting too much thought into it, because I guess when you put some thought into it, it could be a little uh, intimidating and overwhelming and scary. Um, The good news is, though, it seems that in some places, I don't know if I can say many, but in some places, the uh, curve is starting to flatten. Definitely in Canada and definitely specifically in BC, we're seeing a little bit of of flattening. I know in Wuhan, China, they're actually, um, they have plans to return uh, people to work and kids to school starting in just a few weeks, starting at the end of the month and into May for primary schools. Um, So that's progress. We'll see how that develops and what that's like and if that continues, but... So what, that's the five or six month mark for them? Uh, Since January, I guess. Just I think the December. December is when it started, but yeah, January is more when stuff started getting serious. Yeah. So for the same, that's just a few more months. January, February, March. Three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, summer-ish. But everybody's saying that they do expect second waves or multiple waves so i guess we'll see how that is um i was telling you earlier today that i read that they're starting to let people back into china from across the border just nationals mostly from russia that nationals have been stuck in russia and when they did that um after finally getting a handle on the cases in china they started getting a a small little outbreak again but it was all or like 90 percent from people coming from across the border so now they're putting anybody who comes back home uh, into quarantine for a month. And that seems like from the stuff that Michelle and I have read, that seems to be more of the magic number than the two weeks that everybody's kind of been throwing around for the last little while. It seems to be like two weeks plus two weeks. Um, and that seems to be verified now by what China is doing with, the, with their borders and bringing their nationals home, that it's more like a month. So if you're staying home, and you think, okay, two weeks, I've done it, I'm good. Uh, I think you've done it as far as you being sick, but uh, it's two more weeks to ensure that you can't get anyone sick, if I understand right. And Yeah, and I think that's exactly what my sister told us early on when I was, when I was saying, oh, we made it two weeks, and she was like, uh, hate to break it to you, but yeah, you might not be sick now, but you could be asymptomatic and still spread it to someone else, so. So... We've made it a month, over a month now, so we could go out, but, um, oh, I guess we could talk about that. So somebody sent me a video of someone in downtown Vancouver, some idiot on Twitter, who was leading uh, a humongous or a huge rally, as he called it, when he showed the video, it was like literally 15 people, people on downtown streets um, uh, protesting the government lockdown, you know, saying this is all overblown and there's no threat and the government's just trying to take our liberties which 
if you're a conspiracy theorist, I mean, you, you could make the argument, like I, I've read what that side of humanity is thinking. Um, and I see that if you're a little bit delusional uh, or just believe or, or believe in um, those kinds of theories, I guess, <laughs> how you could see that. Uh, but then it was really funny because uh, the first response in that thread was Seth Rogen saying, you're an effing idiot, go inside or something like that, which made me laugh. Um, so, you know, if that continues, then this might last a lot longer than it needs to. And that's kind of the argument that everybody else is making. Yeah. Is that if you're going to be an idiot and you're going to be on, at the beach or you're going to be downtown protesting um, just for the hell of it, then, then yeah. It's not really going to work. Yeah, we're never going to get through this. So stay at home. Stop going to the beaches, dummies. Yeah. And I think for, you know, there's a lot of us who don't get to stay home. And I think right now there's a there's definitely a privilege to being able to stay home. Although I know some of us would, would, wouldn't choose this. But I think that for those of us who are staying home right now, it's definitely... And even for for others who, you know, even just taking out that social part of your life right now that gives you a lot of time with yourself and a lot of time to do some self-analysis and think about your future and what you want to do. So, I mean, the I, I, was, I was saying earlier, this is my, like, perspective moment. It can be good and bad. Sometimes, you know, I think you look at where you are now and you're not really in that happy place like for me my social circle is such a big part of my happiness and to not have that right now has been pretty hard but in that same token I've I've been trying to at least take something positive out of that out of this and what's happening now and um, one of the things I realize are some of the things I valued before this don't seem as great anymore and maybe my values were kind of in the wrong place. I think I was definitely striving for some things that maybe weren't exactly making me happy and that I felt like I needed in my life. And now that more and more they're being taken away, I'm noticing that in these small pockets, I'm becoming happier. So I think maybe there's some of that out there for all of us as well, that we have this time for self-reflection and we have time to plan our future and what we want to change about our future. The world is going to be a different place. And I think more people will be open to change and, and we aren't stuck in this. I don't know, like, I, I know, like, entrepreneurship and, and different lifestyles, people are more open to those now. But I think after this, people will be more open to that because more of us will have to start finding other ways of making an income and change our career paths now that we see that maybe our career is susceptible to things like this and it's not a path we can continue on or not a path we want to be on anymore because life is short. So maybe there's some of that and maybe it also removes some toxic people from your life that now you get to social distance from on purpose and like with support from everyone around you so maybe you don't let them back into your life after yeah and i think anybody like us who might have young kids out there um or gets to spend time with family through this uh, isolation that maybe you, you haven't in a long time or you wouldn't normally like if you're back at home living with your parents uh, let's say away from school, um, but definitely for us for to have a young child, I think looking forward, you could see that, you know, in a couple of years when this is all in hindsight, uh, we might really, not might, we'll definitely really, really appreciate this time that we had uh, spending with Parker 
um, getting like the 24 seven, which, which seems like a lot. And some days it really feels like yeah. a lot, but, um, just having that kind of closest and that connection, nobody, nobody's had that in generations and in other situations where they've had it, it's generally been in like war, like thinking of like world war two, everybody was hiding out at home because places were getting bombed. I think that's, you know, at least here, when you're in your house, you're safe and mm-hmm. there's no worries there's anxieties about what's happening and you know if you can ever get outside again but um there's no immediate threat and so we just get to enjoy it and especially at this kind of age for anybody with young kids it's a time that all parents say they treasure uh really a lot in hindsight and we get to do it now as kind of this full-time thing and i think maybe that maybe that's a good a good thing to focus on uh to at least to to get through this and I don't, I don't know if this is true, but I'm hoping that, you know, most workplaces are pretty accommodating to parents with children, but there's still this expectation that you can work these insane hours and still get by. But I think this is maybe putting it into perspective. A lot of people have lost their childcare now, you know, like there definitely are daycares have stayed open as essential services, but schools are closed. After school programs are closed. All the camps closed during, more. most of them closed during spring break. So it, I think more parents than ever are faced with no childcare and it's just shaping the way we work. It's really changed the way that we work. And, and we're like, even if you're someone who prioritizes work and wants to be, you know, work is a big part of your life. Now it's just, you can't, (laughs) you know, there is, there, there is no give because you have to be there to take care of your child. And I think, um, I'm pretty sure Bethany mentioned it on one of our last episodes of that, you know, having your child at home and if something happens and, and you're not watching them, it's like that added stress that, you know, you're working, but at the same time you have to still have, someone has to have their eye on your child because at, even at five or six, you know, like the other day, Parker's making choking noises in the background. It doesn't matter if you're on a call with a client, you know, that's a life-threatening thing and you need to figure out what's happening. So there's, it's just really changed, I think, the way I feel about work and the way I interact with work. I think I, I used to be more of the no I'm working, hard line, like everybody out, whereas now it's the two have to kind of meet in the middle and flow together, which uh, my work has been very supportive of. So I'm I'm think I'm very lucky and I hope a lot of people are having a similar experience. Yeah, and we'll see what work even is after all this. What, like, everybody's talking now about how all these businesses are suddenly realizing, hey, we don't need to spend tens of thousands on, on these huge buildings and have everybody come in and waste all that time when really we can just do it all at home. And that's both a good and a bad, I guess, um, depending what kind of job you have and what they prioritize. But for us at least it's it's nice if you know if once COVID is done and there's not this overhanging threat but we get to work from home most of the time even even if it's just going into the office a couple of days instead of full time uh it's good for the business because they're mm-hmm. gonna lower their cost and I don't know many people who wouldn't prefer working from home if they had the choice yeah and I think even for us it would change where we lived like we've lived down in downtown Vancouver for 11 years now and I've been down here even longer and it's been almost impossible for me to move away I think I moved away once for six months and I came right back because I am not someone who is willing to commute I I just don't you know when you work long hours already and then you add 
you know, an hour plus commuting to your day, plus getting home and having to take care of your family, etc. I just, there's so little time together that's left. But if you only had to go into the office one or two days a week and you take away that commute, all of a sudden there's so many more places you can live. And there's like, your choices are just different. It's, I think it opens up a whole new world if we change the way that we work. Yeah, and I think you're right. What you were talking about before, like I've I've obviously been preaching this for for my entire working life, but starting some kind or at least looking, investigating, starting some kind of home business or something where you're self-sufficient that if anything happens that you can you just have to depend on yourself and not a paycheck from somebody else. And it's always been for me in my mind, it's always been about building equity for yourself instead of building it for somebody else. Um, but now it it has even that that other aspect to it where, you know, in a time like this, you you want to be self reliant and self sustainable, as opposed to just being at the whim of whether, you know, a company that you don't have any equity in, um, is going to keep you on board or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really tough too. I think a lot of people, you know, are facing being at a job for ten years and being laid off now, and that's, you know, that's a hard reality when you're just disposable but I mean a business has to survive so they're going to cut their employees so if you're your own business that really changes things and allows you to also pivot and change your approach to things so even if you're at a company and you see they should do things differently if you're not one of the people making the decisions you don't have a lot of say so if you were able to have your own business but again I think we've talked about this a lot you also have to be the right personality type I don't know if but I'm not, that personality type, yeah, but not everybody, not everybody needs or is going to be able to have like a full fledged business where you're making your entire income. But this is kind of like the Gary V model where everybody can make some money, can figure out a way to just supplement your income and have some some safety net in case things go wrong. Um, you know, Gary preaches stuff like selling on ebay and doing garage sales flipping stuff on amazon that sort of thing and i think maybe more people for one are probably looking at it right now because they don't have any other choices and two maybe that will lead them to looking at it longer term which Mm -hmm. can't be can't be a bad thing to to at least kind of get the process started for yourself yeah I, i think this whole situation has given us perspective on how we work but not even just how we work, but how we live. Because I think before this, I felt, I, I don't know, there's this, uh, I, maybe it's the accountant in me, I don't know what it is, but I hate spending money on things I could do myself. It drives me crazy. And so I do my own shopping, I do my own cleaning, I do all these things. And now when I'm seeing the value of the time that I get to spend with my family versus you know, in a week, between all the hours that I would work, I would only have a few hours every weekend or like maybe a couple hours in the evening after lunch prep and everything that goes with it to spend with my family. And out of that time, I also have to take care of myself. So that includes exercise or showering, any of those things. So I was just always pressed for time. And and so I usually took that out of caring for myself or even uh, caring for my marriage because Parker always comes first. But now after this, I realized, like, why was I so hung up on paying, you know, the $20 to have groceries delivered? Why was that such a bother for me? And I think it's that 
I didn't always get what I want, but now this is kind of teaching me to adapt and be like, oh, well, like we don't always get what we want and we just make do with what we have. But then the time is so much more valuable. And even, you know, I think we like, how long was I looking for a housekeeper for? And I just couldn't find the right fit. And I'm sure a lot of that was just that, well, I could just do it myself. But now I see that like, if I have the income to do it, then why am I not choosing to spend that time with my family instead, or even spend that time on myself if I, if I can afford to do it? So, yeah, I think this is definitely going to turbocharge uh, things like Amazon and Spud and then all the, the grocery delivery. Because, I mean, they're not even that, it's not even 20 bucks. It's like sometimes, especially at a time where it's not crazy like this, but in regular time, it was like seven, eight mm-hmm. bucks. And we were like, we'd go spend two hours and then when you come home putting it all away all that it just like it takes half your day at least and to do that all for seven bucks is just like why why are we fighting it of course not everybody can afford that it's not going to be for everyone but but when you can i mean you can you can have buy one less coffee or you know go to one less movie and Mm -hmm. then you have you have your your groceries delivered to you yeah and, or whatever it is, this is not just groceries but anything where if you have the income that you can kind of uh, you know get your hours back into your life to do something else with them well and I think too before we we spend a lot on food like if we look at our budget we spend so much on groceries and eating out and it was always this like where does all our money go like how could we possibly send, spend this much on food and now that you know, because when we self-isolated, we quit anything. Anything that can't be wiped down completely and washed doesn't come into the house. So we quit takeout and we and we quit all, all those um, conveniences that we used to have. And now we cook every meal. We cook every meal and we eat so much food. And I don't know, It's that's another thing that's really changed for me. Before, I thought I was saving time by not cooking. And now that we're cooking all the time, I'm like, I didn't really... That's not... I always felt like that's where my time was being wasted, but I think it was in the other things, like going grocery shopping, doing all these things. So I was actually spending more by getting takeout than mm-hmm. I was by just cutting out those other things in my life that, you know, were, were more valuable time-wise. And I just think that it's just changed how I look at, at things and, and where where I can get the most value, even just for my dollar. It's just really changed, mm-hmm. changed it. So, yeah, those are some of the things I've been thinking about like if there's something positive that comes out of this definitely it's changed the way I work it's changed the way I feel about work how I feel about myself in relation to work it's changed the way I see like the things I have to do it's changed that it's it's really changed how I see food and food scarcity I don't think we ever worry about where our next meal is going to come from or if we're going to be able to buy something and this was the first time especially not going out in, in the beginning, wondering like, oh, are we, are we going to be eating more than just oatmeal yeah. <laughs> or brown rice? <laughs> like, yeah, and it really makes you appreciate what people, you know, in other parts of the world, uh, well, I mean, even our parts of the world, people who just don't have as much what they have to go through. Um, pretty privileged that we, we, we've kind of been, I wouldn't say blind to it, but it just doesn't, it's hard to, to really process and understand. And now in a situation where, even though it hasn't been that way, but when you think to yourself, oh, what if, what if food, what if the grocery stores run out of food? What if this lasts forever and everybody's hoarding and it just, and you get that kind of first little bit of uh, food panic, food insecurity panic. Um, 
and that's just a small taste of what people even just you know we live in close to one of the worst neighborhoods in Canada uh, with the downtown east side so lots of people there struggling with that daily it mm-hmm. just really makes you appreciate that yeah yeah it's definitely changed my perspective about a lot of a lot of things and I think even to some extent travel I've never been a big traveler I've never wanted to go anywhere and this hasn't exactly changed this but now I have a few regrets that I didn't see a few places before this happened but yeah it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out whether people just jump back into it I mean I mean there's for sure some people who are just gonna as soon as this is over we'll just get back to regular life but I think there's probably a big percentage who are gonna be like you know what I'm I'm pretty comfortable where I am Mm -hmm. like yeah I know I know how it works here and um, I don't really feel the urge to go somewhere where like for example your mom uh, got stuck um, out of the country and, yeah she's and in Ecuador she's in Ecuador when this all began and they had to be kind of they got one of the last flights back into Canada and had to be I don't know if airlifted so no <laughs> they, they they had they could purchase flights and they, they got back through Air Canada but the thing is, is the planes would fill up so fast. So even though there was flights, you couldn't book a ticket. Well, and the borders are mostly closed now. And yeah. so you always kind of have that fear. And, you know, people have had that in, in disasters and stuff, not being able to get out and it just kind of heightens all that. Yeah. And I think like, I just are the luxury that we have living in a place where our healthcare is paid for is just a different level. Like even if we do get sick, I'm not worried about if I'm going to be able to go to the hospital or if I'm going to be able to afford it or if it's going to ruin us if one of us gets sick. Like, we don't have those additional worries on top, so... Ah, socialism. Yeah, but I think even, like, there's Canadians abroad still who probably have that fear. Like, what if I get sick here? Then what's going to happen? Mm -hmm. You know, will I be able to access care? Will I, you know, I can't imagine what is happening for some Canadians that, that could still be stuck in the States like what they're going to do. So or for all Americans. Yeah. Who, who don't have health care and things like that. So fortunate to be in Canada. Yeah, definitely fortunate. I think um you know whenever you're faced with difficult things in life it definitely makes you appreciate some of the things you may have not noticed before. Like I think I took healthcare for granted and then when Parker broke his arm I don't, like, I've never had a better experience in a hospital. Mm-hmm. It was amazing, and, like, everyone was so kind, and they were just so prepared and did such a great job, so. Like, and that I'm, was such a minor thing. Yeah, and that wasn't even, like, yeah. It was, I was just blown away because I think there's a lot of complaints about our healthcare system until you really need it, and you're in an emergency situation, and you realize just how great it actually is. So shout out to all the staff. We have a we have friends and family who are still out there right now working in the medical field and we talk to them and we know the anxiety and struggles that they're going through. I can't even imagine. I mean, I have such anxiety some days even though I don't even have to leave the house and I can't imagine the people who, you know, have no choice but to go out there and uh, kind of be on the front lines. So so much respect and love and you know good good thoughts and wishes to everybody out there who's who's out there fighting for the rest of us yeah absolutely shout out shout out to our family out there too 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this has been some thoughts on perspective. I think some days have been bleak and like we said, no one feels like talking right now, but I just hope that, you know, we can all come out of this finding out something new about ourselves or just knowing some more about the path we want to be on or the things that we'll no longer take for granted or we found find out just weren't valuable in the first place. Yeah, I guess that's a silver lining or, or, or kind of something to strive for if we're going to be stuck in this situation anyways we might as well use it to reflect and and figure out where we're gonna go when this is all over Uh, because maybe the path we were on before wasn't the right one and maybe this offered us some perspective and now we can start building uh, for the future and you know if a situation like this ever arose again uh, be more prepared both as individuals and uh, a family and also as a country and, and, and human race um, so that if this ever were to come up again, something like this ever came about again, that um, maybe it wouldn't be so destructive. Yeah, definitely. All right. And even though nobody else feels like talking, we'll be here. So if you feel like talking, uh, leave us a comment to reach out. Or come on next time. We're always here. <laughs> come on next time. <laughs> come sit have a chat we don't have to talk about quarantine we have so many other things we want to talk about it's just this is daily life right now it's hard it's hard not to talk about it Mm -hmm. yeah be well be safe stay inside and uh love one another yeah yeah all right well see you next time